In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The Pharisees in Matthew chapter 22 want to make Jesus an enemy of the state. So it was with the disciples after our Lord's ascension. They were brought in to the religious authorities and were told under no circumstances were they to say anything about a so-called resurrection of the dead by Jesus Christ. Peter, their spokesman, ultimately told them, we must obey God rather than men. The first two centuries of the New Testament church saw Christians being persecuted because they would not bow the knee to the state being the supreme ruler, including considering the state a deity. Martin Luther spent the last 24 years of his life, nearly half of his life, under the protection of friendly authorities against other rulers who sought his death. Christians of recent times have come under sharp criticism, especially when a Christian mixes the secular realm with the sacred realm. Beloved, Christians are no enemies of the state. To be sure, a Christian is a citizen in the kingdom of Christ. But this kingdom, as Jesus told Pontius Pilate, is not of this world. St. Paul declares the kingdom of God is of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So how can, an, how can a Christian be an enemy of the state when the sacred realm is not going to replace the secular realm? A Christian is a free person. Jesus himself says in John chapter 8, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And Jesus indeed has done it. Our freedom from sin and death is our priceless treasure. It's the one thing needful. But this does not mean also we have some sort of a political freedom in the sacred realm. For example, we are not given to bear arms and fight for Jesus against the secular realm. That would be confusing in mixing these two realms, the secular realm and the sacred realm. There's a struggle for freedom that continues among Christ's faithful people, even as we live as sojourners waiting for the new creation. Yet this freedom in Christ, beloved, is not achieved by earthly weapons. St. Paul tells the church in Ephesus, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Now, it's not just Christians who mix up the two realms. Caesar also has done a good job of it, in the past especially. On April 18th, 1889, chapter 519 of the 1889 Acts of the Wisconsin Legislature was enacted. 
This chapter was informally known as the Bennett Law, named after Assemblyman Michael J. Bennett of Iowa County. The controversial section of the Bennett Law was a requirement that the English language must be used in all schools to teach major subjects. This included private and especially parochial schools. If you know something about American history, you know that there was a large influx of people from Germany who came into the United States in the 19th century, not, all, not to eliminate other countries, too, that came to this country. But especially here in Wisconsin, the problem was chiefly with German Americans because German Americans were still speaking German in church, in school, and at home. The only time they ever needed to use English was if they had to go into town to do business. And maybe even then they only did business with other fellow German speakers. This really hurt German Americans here in Wisconsin, as well as Polish-speaking Americans, and even some Norwegian-speaking Americans. And let me tell you, you don't want to mess with the Norwegians. They fight back. All three of these people, and later Irish Americans in Milwaukee, all pushed back in the state of Wisconsin against this law. They saw it as a violation of their freedom to choose what language to use in a private Christian school. So now you're going to have to instruct in English when almost all your children are speaking English or Polish or Norwegian or another language. The law ultimately was repealed in 1891, partially because Christians spoke their minds at the ballot box in 1890 and elected a new governor and many new members of the Wisconsin legislature. And not only that, but two years later in 1892, they went back and elected more new members of the Wisconsin legislature. They remembered how their freedom was being curtailed. Christians, you see, are the state's loyal friends. We acknowledge authority as God's order. Now, this is a different view than many non-Christians hold. There are non-Christians who believe that Caesar, the state, is the agent of change in society. They say the state is the one who sets the agenda for what is considered moral or amoral. They also say that secular authority does not come from any sort of deity. It's a group of people who sat down at one point and said, we can't have chaos, so let's draw up order. The Christian, however, believes otherwise. A Christian listens to Jesus when he tells Pontius Pilate, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. How then do you and I reconcile secular authority being a good gift from God and people who use secular authority to make laws that are very difficult for Christians to accept? We remember what Jesus tells the Pharisees and the Herodians in Matthew chapter 22. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Our Lord's words here, beloved, do not mean that we start a holy war against 
secular government. It also doesn't mean that secular authority gets to tell Christians and other religions who to worship or how to worship or when to worship. Now, will Caesar make rotten laws? (laughs) Yes, he will. In our free country, those citizens who disagree with bills and laws have the right, R-I-G-H-T, to write, W-R-I-T-E, your assemblyman, your senator, your congressman, Governor Evers, President Biden, or any other authority to express agreement or disagreement. The best way to express disagreement or agreement with Caesar in the United States is to go to the ballot box and speak your mind there at an election. That's where you make your voice heard the loudest. Our Lord's words also, beloved, do not mean that every April April 15th, you have amnesia about what you are supposed to do on that day. You do not stop paying your taxes until Christian laws are passed and enforced. You pay your taxes because that revenue, yes, sometimes it's used for wicked purposes, but that revenue helps protect you from harm and loss of life on the federal, state, and local levels of secular authority. You pay for that privilege. On my phone, I have it set up to where the Village of Arlington Fire Department or EMS gets paged out by Columbia County. I get a text. And about 30 seconds later, I can check my email. And right there in my email, I can listen to where Arlington Fire or Arlington EMS are headed. And I also have Poinette Fire on there too. I do this not because I'm a tremendous gossip and I want to know where everybody's at at all times. I do so because it reminds me to pray for the firemen and for the first responders, EMS people too. Pray for them because they are out doing God's duty as representatives of Caesar. They have the gifts to do it and they do it for you and for me in spite of the fact that some may not even believe there is a God. Perhaps the most important reason to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's is the fact that in the United States Constitution, we have enshrined freedom of religion. Caesar does not get to establish a church of the United States of America. Thanks be to God. Caesar does not get to tell you, you're going to be a Lutheran, you're going to be a Roman Catholic, you're going to be a Baptist, you're going to be a Pentecostal, you're going to be a Muslim, you're going to be a Buddhist, or you're going to be a Pastafarian. Yes, they exist. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Look them up. You are free to go to any church, synagogue, mosque, or even avoid all houses of worship and worship yourself or worship nothing at all if that's your belief system. As the Bennett Law situation showed, Caesar also doesn't get to tell St. Peter's Lutheran preschool that we can only use English in our preschool. Although, let me tell you, all of the kids that come here speak some sort of English. And if we switch to Norwegian, that would be chaos. 
Let's not forget, though, that our Lord Jesus also says to render to God the things that are God's. The greatest thing we render to our Heavenly Father is our fear and love and trust in Him above all things. Now, there may come a time when the state is ready to persecute Christians for standing with what Holy Scripture says over against the law of the land. I do pray that the day does not come where the governor of the state of Wisconsin enters any church building and says, no more Jesus talk here because I said so. Then we'd have to look him or her in the eye and say, you're outside your realm. You've stepped out of your lane. For a Christian, we must obey God rather than men when man tries to seize God's authority. Even more, when the world begins to creep into time often set aside for things of Jesus Christ, a Christian stands with the Lord and wisely uses the time to rest in our Savior's word and sacrament. Let me tell you, just because you miss a little bit of the Packers game doesn't mean that they're going to win or lose because you weren't there to watch it. Same for the Bucks. Same for the Badgers. Same for the Brewers. And yeah, the Bears too. It doesn't matter whether you're watching or not watching, whether you're there or you're not there. The game's going to go on. And with technology today, we can watch it later. There will be plenty of time for football, basketball, baseball, hunting, hiking, biking, skiing, curling, and other activities. When it comes to preaching and God's word, a Christian holds it sacred and gladly hears and learns it, makes it the first priority in their life. So, you and I live a most interesting life. We live a life that is straddled. Our legs are straddled between two realms, the secular realm and the sacred realm. We've got a foot in each. We try very hard every day not to cross our legs. That's a mess when it happens. We instead... Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And we rejoice in the Lord's great gift of secular authority that protects you from danger and harm. We also render to God the things that are God's. We rejoice in his word and sacraments and in the communion of saints gathered together here in this place. You are not an enemy of the state. You are a friend of Caesar. And you're also a friend of Jesus. For Jesus shed his blood to cover all your sins, including the sin of crossing your legs and mixing your realms. And it happens every day. When it comes to these two realms, to each their own, Jesus says. When it comes to who set up these two realms, to God be the glory. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.